0: All right, day 369, it actually was one year ago today, August 18, 2021, three days after the Taliban seized the capital of Kabul and forced the U.S. embassy to evacuate, um, Biden telling Georgie Stephanopoulos the U.S. military would stay in Afghanistan until all Americans and Afghan allies were evacuated. Are you committed it to making sure that the troops left? stay until every American who wants to be out yes. is out? yes. So Americans should understand the troops might have to be there beyond August 31st. No, Americans should understand that we're going to try to get it done before August 31st. But if we don't, the troops will stay. If we don't, we'll determine at the time who's left. And and if there are American force, if there's American citizens left, we're going to stay till we get them all out. Oh, are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out is out? Yes, Biden responds. The commitment holds to get everyone out. In fact, we can get everyone out. That should come out. Yeah. Well, guess what happened? Uh, a congressional investigation has come out about this, and it turns out, according to this this investigation by House and Repu- Republicans, uh, more than a thousand Americans were abandoned by Joe in Afghanistan, and we know because since that time, uh, you know. Joe Biden's handpicked ambassador to Afghanistan decided to take a two-month vacation just as Taliban forces began to conquer the country. Anyway, in a two-page summary of Congressman Michael McCall's 115-page report, Republicans on the panel noted the White House repeatedly said about 100 Americans were left behind after the last U.S. troops departed Kabul on August 31, 2021. However, they added the State Department has evacuated more than 800 U.S. citizens since that date. In addition, outside veterans groups have evacuated several more hundred, meaning well over a thousand Americans abandoned in the country. And even Winkin Blinken admits today that there are hundreds of Americans there. And we're not even talking about the thousands with green cards. They just lie through their teeth. That's what they're good at. That's what they do. Um... Got to give a tip of the hat uh, to to Governor Ron DeSantis today. Uh, they just found, in fact, voter fraud that went on inside of uh, what the state of Florida. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll tell you more about that. And anyway, so but I want to first start with the news of the day. There was this hearing today. This Florida magistrate, the one that was not approved by the Senate but just the magistrate that was used by Merrick Garland, who authorized going to this particular judge who on social media, trashing as they're trashing Donald Trump, who even recused himself from a case previously involving Donald Trump and a guy that donated to Barack Obama. Anyway, he has ordered now the Department of Justice to redact portions of the Mar-a-Lago raid affidavit that it believes would compromise their investigation and release the un redacted version. Now this seems like it would give, you know, the lie to Biden's DOJ's claim that releasing any information from the affidavit would compromise their investigation. Because if you go back, I mean they were they were fighting tooth and nail about not releasing anything. They filed the motion on Monday and said if disclosed, the affidavit will serve as a roadmap to the government's ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction and likely course in a manner that is h- highly likely to compromise future investigative steps, according to the DOJ. They don't want the affidavit released. The affidavit is what did they present to this biased judge that he signed off on to allow the raid of a for- former president's residence? And the fact that this investigation implicates highly classified materials further underscores the, the need to protect the integrity of the investigation, exacerbating. The potential for harm if information is disclosed to the public prematurely or improperly. The DOJ filing goes on to say the investigation pertains to national security and releasing the affidavit could interfere with their efforts to secure cooperation of interviewed witnesses. So this is getting fairly interesting. So now ruling from the bench, the judge that donates to Obama hates Trump and had previously recused himself in a Trump case He actually said there are portions of the affidavit that could presumptively be unsealed. Whether those portions would be meaningful for the public or the media, he added, was not for him to decide. So his decision struck a middle ground, if you will, between the Justice Department, which wanted to keep the entire affidavit under wraps, and their investigation into President Trump's handling of classified documents to continue, and news organizations that requested it be released— so he's between a rock and a hard place. So what he really came up with is a way that, okay, you guys take out what you want to take out and then release the rest to the American people. Uh, that's not how it should be done. Because you know the Department of Justice is going to think almost everything in the affidavit is, is worth worthy of redaction, so they're not going to give us anything out of this. The judge, he should be the one. He's the one that signed this, this order. He should be the one that does the redacting. Now you can do it in consultation with both sides, but that's what should happen. Anyway, eight hundred nine four one Sean. Other Trump news: the witch hunts never stop. So you have this Trump uh, chief financial officer admitting to oh, 15 felonies. It's related to 1.7 million dollars in perks that he didn't file on his taxes. All right, process crime. By the way, I tell everybody pay your taxes. They're after you. Now they're going to have 87,000 more agents. So you're all going to get the Hannity treatment. Get ready. It's not fun. Make sure you dot every I, cross every T. In my case, I hired not one, but two accounting firms and a law firm to go over it independently. And then, you know, give me the OK and the sign off to say, OK, and then I'll get at least five calls in in the course of the process. Well, you you could definitely, you know, this is legal. You, so it's a definite deduction and uh but they may question it and i usually say pay it because if i don't pay them i'm going to be paying the lawyers and wasting my time anyway so he will get five months in jail uh at rikers it looks like and five years probation uh they're trying to say that he flipped and yet there is absolutely nothing that indicates in any way shape matter or form as a matter of fact just the opposite he's not going to be testifying against donald trump the way they wanted him to And that's what they were saying. It has to do with, I guess, company cars, a company apartment and monies that were given to the guys So his grandkids could go to school. And in New York, if you send your kid to school, it basically means you have to be a wealthy millionaire. It's ridiculous. The prices and the competition to get into private schools in New York. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, you're you're literally preparing your three, four year olds for interviews uh, to get into nursery school. That's how sick it gets in New York it's insane um but I'm sure that they will try to make a bigger deal of this than than it is and try to bring in the family but it's not it doesn't really matter um by the way President Trump sharing a social media uh his declassification memorandum about quote materials related to FBI's crossfire hurricane investigation so apparently he Put that out today. Now, that's interesting because that probably, you know, there has been a couple of theories out there that maybe the FBI wanted to get some of those materials and say that they weren't declassified. This, this is going to get interesting. It's not going to go down exactly the way the DOJ thinks it's going to go down. They did not expect all the negative pushback that they got on this rate of a former president. I'm telling you, they didn't expect it, and it took them days to get their footing. And that's when they leaked to the Washington Post. It might have to do with nuclear something, something nuclear, to scare everybody to to create some form of justification for a raid of a former president's home, which had never happened before. Um, so they're beginning now also to leak more and more, so that they can get a better track, get better traction on on public opinion regarding this. And according to the Biden DOJ, the American people can't be told under any circumstances about any evidence that they're claiming justified the raid of the president's home at Mar-a-Lago. We're not even allowed to know what crime the president's being accused of. Just this broad, sweeping espionage act from 1917 with specific and we've gone over all the specific uh, clauses that they cited in their warrant. Now, meanwhile, the. FBI investigators, along with their super secret bosses of the DOJ, you know, oh, uh, they, they said, Merrick Garland said that they, I'll do our talking in our filings in a court of law. Well, it seems like they're leaking like a sieve. We now have had that Trump was hiding nuclear secrets leak. That went to the Washington Post. That was also leaked to uh, Newsweek. Officials have direct knowledge of the FBI's deliberations were granted anonymity in order to discuss sensitive matters. This is exactly what they did during the whole Trump-Russia collusion lie. We've had the, you know, Trump is lying about his passports being stolen. Nora O'Donnell, fake news, CBS. That turned out to be completely wrong, and they had to return the president's uh, passports. Then we had, you know, Merrick Garland didn't approve the raid claim again to Newsweek, leaked by a senior Justice Department source. Nobody ever gives their name. You know what that means? That's them leaking so that they get they they're running a PR campaign to justify what they did. So secret sources, anonymous sources, unnamed sources. It's all a game that they're playing. NBC News say more than a week after they searched the president's Florida residence, FBI agents are still sifting through the seized documents Two law enforcement officials briefed on the matter, told NBC News. I thought Merrick Garland was going to do all his talking in court. The FBI's filter team, a group of agents independent of the overall investigation, is tasked with separating out documents that are covered by attorney-client privilege and material deemed not relevant to the probe. Records deemed relevant are turned into investigating turned over to investigating agents, while those that are not relevant will be returned to President Trump. The officials who spoke to NBC News said it was the filter team that determined that Trump's passports, which he claimed the agents stole during the search, were considered not relevant and returned them to him. I mean, what is their justification? Because they're going to make one up at the end of the day. Now, here's where it gets interesting. And this was on foxnews.com. And in an August 17th, that's yesterday, letter to the FBI Director Christopher Wray, Senator Charles Grassley demanded and accounting for the alleged political bias influencing all these high-level investigations, particularly out of the FBI's Washington, D.C. office. Starting in May 31st of 2022, I have written three letters to you regarding political bias that has infected the FBI's Washington field office. He said two of those letters provided specific credible allegations based on numerous whistleblowers that have approached my office with information that one can only conclude is indicative of a deeply rooted political infection that has spread to investigative activity into former President Trump and Hunter Biden. Then Grassley goes on to claim that the FBI approved investigative activity into the Trump campaign with questionable predication while choosing to shut down investigative activity and sources which included verified and verifiable information related to Hunter Biden. And by the way, that would include the big guy, Joe Biden. In a July 18th letter to Ray the attorney, and Attorney General Merrick Garland, Grassley said FBI whistleblowers allege a pattern of political bias from high-ranking officials, including the assistant special agents in charge, and he names the person, According to Grassley, the whistleblowers say the DOJ and FBI employees must follow strict, substantial, factual predication guidelines in order to open an investigation and that, in fact, they did not follow these guidelines. Grassley said the whistleblower had indicated that this guy, along with others who serve in the election crimes branch of the doj public integrity section were at the center of an ongoing investigation into trump's campaign and grassley wrote that he has previously investigated them for misconduct and grassley is seeking a comprehensive organizational breakdown of the washington field field office to see how it is staffed who's responsible for the units that's the real interesting question because we already know the fbi has been weaponized And politicized by the upper echelon, you know, using Hillary's dirty dossier, lying to FISA courts, the stuff that everyone got away with, you know, we won't let that happen. We're going to stop him, a presidential candidate. We have an insurance policy. Sound familiar? Hey, with each mortgage-free home, our friends at the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, they deliver on their promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's heroes have made for us. People that risk their lives for our country, our communities, they all need our help. Now, that's Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young kids, our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and vets, and even our homeless service members. Now, U.S. Marine Corps Corporal Christopher Greer was a firefighter and an EMT in Ashland City, Tennessee, when he was deployed to Afghanistan. He was 25 years old, and he gave his life serving this great country of ours. Corporal Greer was survived by his wife, Stacy, their two children, and Tunnel to Towers paid off the Greer's family mortgage. All of this is only possible because of our generosity and support We're talking about two Starbucks a month, $11 a month. If we all give that much money, we can take care of every Gold Star family, every fallen responder, every severely injured, either troop or first responder. Now go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, number two, letter T.org.